Good Shabbos, Shalom Aleichem, everybody, welcome to another episode of Self-Improved on this lovely Friday. I hope your week was great. Let's get into it. How's it going, everybody? I'm going to be discussing real estate today. Not the boring real estate, my own real estate journey, which is boring, but this way, one, I can time capsule this moment in my life for my future nieces, nephews, children, grandchildren, because that's really what I like about this podcast, is one day people will stumble across it, no different than if you and I stumbled across a great, 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 great grandfather's podcast. It'd be pretty cool. We'd be able to get a little glimpse into the life of someone hundreds of years ago. So that's why once in a while I like to give updates and do the same for my future relatives. Now, real estate. I actually hated when people talked about real estate. It was boring. I thought it was the HGTV type thing. My mother always talked about flips and watched the shows and it was so boring and I didn't like it. And my brother and I had the opportunity to buy a house together. And this was because when my great grandfather passed, he had left $100,000 for each of us to buy a house as a you know, down payment or in this case, because it was like 2017 or 2018, we were able to buy it in cash because of the market back then. So I literally told the realtor, I said, I, I don't know anything about houses, so just hold my hand and take me. Now, the algorithm must have known we had closed on a house because I'm getting recommendations on my YouTube and in podcasts. Just everything was recommending real estate investing to me. And I'd never even... It was one of those things I thought, oh, you know, some macher out there owns apartment buildings, and but everyone else just owns their single family home. I was really naive. And I just start going through the rabbit hole. And this lasted years, like three years of just constant digging into every little detail about real estate investing, saving money up, saying one day I'll have a, a portfolio. So it's 2024 right now, by the way. So again, like this was all the way up till I want to say 22. 21, uh, just COVID had started wrapping up and I was visiting my aunt a lot. She had gotten a bunch of properties and she wanted to, she got them because her partner passed away. It was sad. And so I said, Hey, I'm looking to buy actually. I had looked at that point in 2021 ish. I had looked for like literally a hundred houses. I had literally spent a year just looking at houses, didn't buy a single one because they're either too expensive, not enough rehab, bad location, uh, sorry, not enough capital for rehab, you know the deal. And this was the opportunity and it was the price was right and a cash flow and I can make it work. And the, the financing on it was insane. Uh, it was a 96% loan to value because I paid 4% of the purchase price just to get rid of her mortgage. And then it was a, v, a vendor take back mortgage for two years, just seller financing at 5.25%. And it was just coming up soon. I'm going to refi soon. So you might get a part two to this uh, down the road and hear the rest of my story. But let me fill in the cracks here. So it was six units. It's zoned a fourplex, but it has six units in it. It's like a big house with a bunch of rooms, right? And boom, I signed it. I got it done. $500,000. And I had my first rental. Uh, My brother and I were house hacking, meaning we were renting out our master bedroom because the house we bought was a three bed. And the master bedroom we rented and it paid our bills. Still does actually. We have someone moving in new uh, Saturday. So tomorrow. And I just started to save so much because I didn't have to spend money on my housing, which is usually almost half of what people make. 
I was making money through cash flow at the rental. I was learning how to navigate things breaking. Uh, thank goodness I had a great property manager, still do that. He's like not an official property manager, he's a retired guy that helps with con contracting and other things. And so that's that's real estate. It's been a beautiful thing. I, I drank the Kool-Aid for years. And as I dove deeper, I started to hear people who had been through it all. They, they weren't just documenting their journey anymore. They had actually been through it all and were now telling people about their thoughts on the journey instead of how to get through the journey. And people were saying, you know, real estate, people think they can retire off the cash flow, but it's such a dynamic industry. You can't rely on that. And so this guy was saying, no, like you need to have a good job, like focus on your active income the most and see property as something that it just pays itself off. You're not trying to make an income from it. You are, because if you're not, you're now underwater and the goal is to have the property float itself. But the goal really is not to live off the income. Just like any investment, you want to reinvest that income. And that was a little eye-opening because I thought I could retire with real estate. And I'm realizing, I've realized for a while now, just that it's, it's an active job. I knew this before I even invested in it. I was prepared for that. But lately, I've seen it as just another asset class I'll invest in. It's not going to replace my job. Um... I will always work other jobs that I enjoy more than real estate because I don't enjoy real estate as much as fitness and discovery and, and creation and learning and teaching, right? And so one day I plan on keeping my properties as they move away as investments, right? And just have management and they float themselves and let the principal pay down and appreciation go to town and the tax benefits go to town because I had so many write-offs just for my property alone. It's awesome. Can't wait for this tax bill. So gang, I hope that kind of puts in a nutshell the start of my journey. I, I was able to, I've been able to speak to so many successful people at, at events and on the phone. I'm telling you, this is just something that I think I'm going to slowly chip away at. And one day I will see a big portfolio. Big to me is, is you know, five to 10 properties, but for some people it's hundreds. But anyways, and I think I'll look back and be like, wow, that actually didn't take as long as I thought. But we'll see, because it's been two years that I've had the one. And uh, I'm looking to scale after I refi this, this sixplex. Um, and then obviously, if I move away one day, I'm going to rent our house. And again, just see where it goes from there and keep acquiring. But real estate's interesting. It's not the same as it was the last 11 years. It's so much harder to get into. There's gatekeeping for sure and rates make, and not only rates actually, it's just the amount of money in circulation, excuse me, the amount of money in circulation make it so hard for people to jump into the real estate investing game. You have to buy a REIT first or you'd have to go to some small town, find a single family home in a tiny town you could afford and then hope you can find a manager or someone to do stuff so you don't have to schlep so much. And, but yeah, I, I really do love real estate investing because you can really accelerate your compounding interest um, but I guess that summarizes it and and again I told myself in the next three years to see how much can I scale how much can I do I'm gonna have a lot of equity hopefully after I turn over units in the six bucks and then I can use that equity to play around with but that's it I'm not going to drain myself like, like financially, I mean, I'm not going to drain the bank account completely. I want to use a lot of equity to do stuff by being a smart real estate investor. And that's some of the talks I've had over the years is how to not move too slow. 
where to the point where I'm losing value, right? Because the more income you can get out of a property, the more valuable it is when you go to sell it or you want more debt. And that's the key is using other people's money. But so that's the thing. In three years, how far can I go? Will, it, will I just have one or two properties? Is that in three years and then I just cruise? Or who knows if it compounds and in three years from now, I got seven. Who know, like who knows what I can do? And I'm excited. Uh, now, it's not going to be my business. Like I said, it's an investment. So instead of going full time into this, I'm going to keep doing fitness and teaching at the day school while I, I do this on the side and keeping it delegated, which is not how everyone scales their portfolio. Uh, most people want to change out their, their job they hate for another job they hate, but that pays more. That's pretty much what real estate is. And uh, for me, I love fitness so much. I can just picture myself having properties floating themselves, responding to messages on WhatsApp while I'm in another country on a cruise ship somewhere. Because I do want to train people on cruise ships, by the way, using my personal training credentials. And uh, yeah, I can just picture myself teaching English in other countries while I get WhatsApp messages about broken sinks and just tell them to call XYZ person. That's the cool thing about Google these days, right? So much you can do just online. So anyways, I'm going to cap it off there. And again, this is like a little time capsule piece. I'm actually in the room we just painted. I'm going to clean up because tomorrow we want our guy to have a clean room. And I'm just reflecting right now on uh, where this real estate journey will go. Uh, Most people who our millionaires will have some sort of property invested in and all billionaires have real estate that they invest in so it's an asset class that everyone who wants to be wealthy needs uh, statistically speaking but then you also don't want to forget about equities so that's where i also invest in equities i do a little bit of lending just a little bit and maybe one day i'll actually do that more as a passive approach but it's a lending is a slow slow gain And if you don't do your due diligence, you can get really screwed. Update number two is going to be coming in, who knows, a year from now, six months from now. We'll see. And uh, my financial situation these days, all my future nieces, nephews, children, grandchildren is undetermined. At first, I was like, you know, I'm going to grind, chip away, put my head down. And I know I'll, I'll, I'll have 20 mil when I'm older. And it'll be enough to leave a bit of a legacy for you guys, just like my grandpa Matthew did. And I can create a fund to give you guys housing and schooling for free. But I'm starting to think like, I don't know, maybe maybe I'll just get really content and, and want to explore the world instead of schwitz in the 9 to 5. Now, I don't have a 9 to 5, but it's a figure of speech, you know, schwitzing in the rat race. And I realized when talking to an investor that investors can get stuck in the rat race too. Because when you invest in real estate, you're in essence working for the bank. When you start just constantly getting loans from the bank to continue to pour into an asset class that if you default on, they end up possessing your, your house. You're really now just working for the bank in essence. And to me, I don't want to switch out this beautiful life I have for a horrible nine to five, just refinancing constantly, talking to banks, getting loans, talking to contractors. When I love connecting with so many human beings at work every day. The amount of people I've connected with is mind-blowing. It's led me to so many different things. And I'm grateful every day for my profession, my industry, the personal training industry. Um, I'm friends with so many of my clients. And I know there's a rant, but it makes sense because a lot of people, they, they just look at the money. And I'll leave you guys with this. The, the one little piece of chokhmah I'll leave before, if you've made it this far, is this. When you say no to something, you're saying yes to something else. When you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Okay? Therefore... When we say, I want a real estate portfolio, 
by saying yes to that, what are we saying no to other? What else are we saying no to? Really think about this. Everything we say we want. Well, do we want everything bad that comes with it as well? Because you have to accept that. So anytime you do start wishing upon things and changing who you are, because you get what you are, not what you want, you have to then accept, okay, there's going to be a side effect. There's going to be a negative silver lining. There's going to be a shit lining to my goals. And you got to live with that. And these are conversations you have to have with yourself because it's different than when you're talking to a partner about marriage or you're talking to business partners about goal. This is your own life. So you have to have that conversation with yourself. I'll say it one last time before I sign off here. Ask yourself, when I want something, a goal of some sort, am I willing to accept all the crap that comes with it? Because there's always bullshit that comes with all that stuff. Really ask yourself that. I know that wasn't poetic, but really ask yourself that. Take care. Love you guys. Signing off. Step wise. Dorf.